by myself. He made me aware of my health. He made me aware of my circumstances. He was there for me when I need help. Thank God for the people that sent my life. That's from the Welcome back, you guys, to episode three of the Justin Jones podcast. I'm here with Shabar Ahmad, Corey, Trail. And today we got a good one for you guys today. Um, we just about to talk, touch on some deep stuff that we went through this week, and it's about to be a good one. First and foremost, I want to um, ask y'all about how y'all how y'all week went. Um, for me, I would say my week went well in certain aspects, but you know, other aspects is always a challenge. But mm, I'm gonna say it's alright. On a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna say about a six or a six. Yeah, I'm even straight, right? I'm even straight. Um, a little tough during the week with the classes, but other than that, my week been straight trying to get this video off. Well, uh, my week was very eventful. Um, I think mother we had the basketball game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had basketball. On Tuesday, we went to my high school, talked to some kids, dropped a little gems off for them and stuff like that. Uh, that was that was a fun event, man. I appreciate y'all for coming out again. Let y'all know that. No problem. No problem. Anytime. I mean, okay, like touch on that. So we did go there Tuesday. We went to Whale Branch, like just to give them an overview of what happened, because you was like the overall host of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. So um, went there. We talked to them about uh, decision making and stuff like that, and how to. Quote unquote, change the stereotypes as young black men in our community because most young black men are influenced by a lot of things that are negative and not positive as far as gang violence, uh, what, 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 what's it called, sexual assault, all this domestic violence, things like that. And you know, I just want to help them shift their mind and let them know like there's a lot of opportunities out here for them to be successful and I you know stay on the right path as far as. Doing the right, just doing the right thing in that at all. Like, so yeah. What you got to say on that, Um, anything helping the kids, anything that could possibly change somebody's life, I'm always down for it. So when Amar asked me to be a part of it, I kind of jumped on the opportunity because, like we saw in the room, and like we saw as a common factor when we went to uh, Greenville, it doesn't seem like these guys have a strong male presence mm -hmm. in their lives. So it's very important that we provide that and to just have an opportunity to be a part of that. I consider that a blessing. So. Mm -hmm. And why do y'all think that it's like that though? Like, why a lot of people of our skin color don't have that strong male role model inside our lives? Like, me, I, ha I have it personally in my life, but a lot of other people like me simply do not have that, so like, mm -hmm. why do you think that's a big problem growing up as a black person or black community? For black people, uh, I'm saying that like I'm not black. <laughs> <laughs> but like our race is just, man, influences. And because first, you know how gang violence starts, it first started in the community, right? Mm -hmm. And when they started in the community, they looked up to like the big homies, the OGs, because they always had they always looked out for each other, but I feel like at first it's a problem with the OGs and the communities. Some of them are doing the right thing and some of them aren't. So they're leading the uh, kids in the wrong uh, in the wrong direction as far as going to school. You're, you're in school, but okay, you need something, I got you. But after that, they expect you to do something for them and help them out that they can't do. So that's a little inside, a little too much right there, but you know, that's just how it is out there, to be honest with you. I mean, I can agree with Sean in saying that I, too, have a father, and I feel like my father does a great job mm -hmm. at, well, there's no other smart way to say this, but at being a father, at being somebody that's going to tell me what's right and what's wrong, and basically show me what it means to be a man. Right. That, that, that really what the important role of a father is. Right. need to show you like how to be a man, how to grow up, how to take care of responsibility, <clears throat> how to approach a female. Right. Know what you could do to not necessarily prevent trouble, but try to avoid trouble. Things like that. And I also know it's like it's some women out there that's um, doing the role of a male, 
a male yeah. figure inside the household. Like uh, that's how like when my mom's yeah that's what yeah so like she took over the role of playing both sides in the household. And when I got old enough, I you know hung out with my uncles and stuff like that. They also they also taught me like what not to do in life. Like they'll be like, you see what I'm doing? Do as I say, don't do as I do. Mm-hmm. And that's what my cousins do. So I kind of, you know, steered off into another direction because I saw they was doing. And, you know, they told me that wasn't good for me. So I was like, all right, I got you. I'm going to do the right thing. And uh, for that, like, I mean, I have my father in my life now. But it's like, it's different when you have your mother because she can't necessarily. Okay, my mom, she actually knows a lot because we grew up in the country, right? But for me, like she couldn't really teach me like, you know, how to do like handyman things and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like yeah. But as far as knowledge and my mindset, I got that from her. So, so she got you right. Yeah. Right. So like, okay, decision making. So we make in this life of time, we have a lot of decisions and things we gotta make. And I wanted to touch base on that as well because we was talking a lot about it off camera, and we wanted to touch on like what makes a good decision, especially um, the younger generation growing up. Lots of bad decisions being made. And I just wanted to touch on that. What y'all would, what y'all think on that? Like what? How? How can y'all explain to like a younger generation child that's like quote unquote doing bad in life? to help them get right, like to make the right decisions in life? Um, I would say we all know right from wrong, and that's really what a decision is. Some people don't. I mean, we we all have some <laughs> I idea the yeah, of what is right and what's wrong. You know what you shouldn't be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. I know that if I go put my hands on something in somebody's store, I've already understood that, okay, I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but, if you decide to do it anyway, that's something else. Right. That's you making a decision. So it's just like following the positive mind. Understanding you know what's right and just do what's right. But yeah, it is good to have that good father figure in your life to help you with those decision makings and things like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as another thing I want to touch on as well is like support. Mm-hmm. So like, normally people of our color for some reason, we start in new businesses and things like that. We tend to not have that support system, like like most people, but me, it's different for people like me or different for other people, but like I have a great support system. I have good um, family, they support me in everything that I do. Like I'm wearing the business hoodie right now, my mama just got me this. But why is the support so low? Like, we go to different areas of different um, cultures and stuff. They always support each other. But for some reason, in our, um, our skin color, like, we never want to support each other. We rather tear each other down. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, and I feel like we touched based on this on the last episode, but I wanted to, like, get more in-depth into it. Yeah, so, like, I don't think we said before, like, that crap in the, in the bucket mentality in the black <clears throat> community where everyone... It's like me, 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 instead of, okay, I see what you're doing. How did you do that? Teach me this, and I can teach you this right here. So it's as far as giving and not receiving. I think that's really what it is. People always want to receive, but not, but don't want to give before they receive. I think that's a, that's a mindset most people subconsciously have as far as that support. And with, what with my family, for us, as far as, yeah, like, if they're getting something out of it, they'll be able to support it. But if they're not, they're not going to support it. That's just how it is in the world as far as black community. So how would you say your support system is? I would say, honestly, um, I feel like kind of blessed when it comes to having a support system because if I bring an idea or if I bring a challenge to my family, they're going to do whatever is best to help me achieve what I need to achieve. And I'm not saying that it's always like that, but for the most part, like yeah. I can touch on like me battling anxiety. Mm-hmm. Typically, we spoke about it last um, episode. Mm-hmm. Mental health isn't something that's big in the black community, and especially a black family. 
So for me to have a family that's willing to understand and willing to research something that's going on with me to better help me, I feel like that's a blessing in itself because everybody doesn't have that. And then to, to, to touch on it just in general, I feel like, and it's just my personal opinion, like we're the only race that doesn't want to see somebody else prosper because we can't benefit from it and it shouldn't be like that. And it's like, you have certain people in your circle, like I can't, like I, said, I can't say everybody in my family don't support. Some I have like a close knit that does support, like that immediate thing. Like if I need something, some of them they'll come through. But like that as a whole, it's just like I don't know. I really don't understand. Like you said, like they don't want to see you know people win. Like just I don't like how that is. I don't know why it's like that, but that's just how the world goes right now. Like basically support is everything. Like people don't realize how much a support system really matters. Especially us four being college students. It's a lot of um, mental things we deal with going forward in life. Um, we got sometimes you got you're in like the calf food, um, you got a quiz dude, you got a teacher that just probably don't care about you probably cursing you out and doing all types of crazy stuff. <laughs> Especially being at an HBCU, like, it's really, it's very, it's very interesting. I'm saying interesting, like, it's, it's, it's very interesting. We got a lot going on. And, but really what I'll be seeing a lot, a lot around here, which is what I really brought that topic up, was like, a lot of people be struggling mentally. Mm -hmm. So like, dealing with like, mental things throughout the week. Right. You know, some type of things that we can do to get better with it going forward. That's to, get, to get our mind right. Like, let's deal with adversity going first. forward. Let's talk about our personal ones. Our so personal we can be more okay. authentic first. Okay, okay. So, so as far as battling adversity, right? Um, so currently, I'm uh, playing football, spring ball, right? And, <laughs> and as far as adversity is knowing that it's my position to lose. So constantly having that thought makes me like go hard. As long, like my mindset for for me to battle that is as long as I'm working at it and as long as I'm, you know, being responsible and having the self-discipline to do the right things. Like you said, I went to the store, I said, I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do that, I already bought this stuff. It's taking that initiative mm -hmm. to uh, the actions that you have to, uh, you have to go through in order to be successful in what you are trying to achieve. So that's really my mindset for that right there. And like, as far as like on some different stuff, like how I said today in the cast, bro, that job was so weird, bro. Like I gotta bring that up, bro. That job was weird, bro. Because man, like, so the dude, I don't know what it is around here, like, you know, I'm gonna be blunt. This Jensen Jen, we I'm cut, we gonna tell you how it is. We're gonna tell you what's up. So I don't understand how it is with like the male species here <laughs> that everybody thinks that's in the city. That's in the city yet. Yeah, because man, where I'm from, like we don't do all the extra stuff. So like when it comes to everybody feeling like their chest has to be big, they always have something to prove to people. Like, that's weird energy in it. Like, for me, knowing from where I come from, like, when you do stuff like that, it's consequences that come behind that. But I have to realize that I'm not there and I can't be there mentally. I have to do the right thing because, like I told the kids, like, one decision you make, it can be the end of what you are planning to pursue in your life. So, you have to think about the decision that you make before you make those decisions. Like, Corey, you said that, you gotta be three steps ahead of what you got going on because if you're not you can fall. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Well well I will touch on it. So dealing with adversity and a lot of things throughout the week and trying to get your mental state right is basically a real, real important topic and a real important um, thing going on in especially at the HBCU in a college in a college environment. So for me what I do, I try to get my mind right. I do like some meditation. I meditate in the morning. Um, I do pray. I pray throughout the day. Um, just 
thinking of good things and surrounding myself by positive people to help keep my mind elevated and going forward. So like different people got their different ways. So like what's a, what's one of your ways you overcome adversity? I would say for me it's my recent. So if I become overwhelmed, which I frequently do, I coach, I'm a CA, I'm a part of 101 black men organization. So it's a it's a lot going on. So I would say I just take time and I'll just sit and listen to an audio book or I'll sit in a room and just watch a show and just like release everything from my mind and solely just focus on that show. It can have nothing to do with what, I'm, what I got going on, but it gets my mind off of everything and I call it the reset because when I go back and I start thinking about everything else, answers become clear or solutions to the situation become more clear to me. So sometimes it just takes for you to just sit down, relax, let everything go, and understand that in a way, everything is gonna work out for the better. Right. So that's what I do. That's also like a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. you know, you're sitting there just letting all your thoughts go around and just thinking everything, fitting the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, a, that's a gym right there. We're going to put that down right there. Do something that helps you. Do something that helps you. How could you break that down, bro? Man, what he just said, bro. Like, so that's do a some, major gym. Like doing things that help keep your mind busy. Yeah, like, like cooking. Just or relaxing. Relaxing your mind. Just, just cleaning, yeah. Tell yourself, hey, stop for a second. Right. You're, you're overwhelmed. You're doing too much. You're right. trying to create. Two solutions for mm -hmm. sixty thousand problems. <laughs> so just sit down and just reach out. One at a time. Yeah, just just this think it's gonna get done regardless. We right. at school, we understand that although these tasks may seem infinite, they gonna get done one way or another. Right. And we we just gotta sit down and understand that. See, it's the pressure, the right. unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves right. we to say, okay, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done, I gotta get that done. It just take for some time to sit down and relax and understand that you got this. Like yeah. I tell myself all the time, you got this. It's gonna get done. Right. For real. The way I do with adversity is I usually meditate at night and I wake up early in the morning and I go to the gym to get my head clear. Yeah. And then I and then I got like simple goals like I go edit something or like I got a lab report do, I do that. Or I got this assignment for this teacher, I do that. I just try to keep myself busy and get myself goals to do mm -hmm. just so I can just have a, a one-track mind. I'm, I'm not thinking about this or thinking about that. Right. I like, I like how you that boy said one-track track mind. mind. Yeah. <laughs> boy, that boy trapped with the gym. But, <laughs> but um, I know she was talking about something when you was talking about your adversity, you was talking about discipline. Right. And like, touch on discipline like we all could okay. give a personal touch on discipline because discipline is really important mm -hmm. whatever we're trying to do we're trying to make it through college we're trying right. to make it through that workout mm -hmm. we're trying to make it through that hard day of mental mental pressures mm -hmm. and duress and all that like right. talk about so, discipline. so when it comes to discipline there's different ways you can go about it mm -hmm. like you said before it's like you're doing you're doing something you know it's not right and that's have that's when you have no discipline. You're doing something that you know is not right. And if it's not going to help you pursue your goals, like he said, he has small goals he has to do. So say if he said he had to edit a video, but he outside and, and some girl face talking all day. He not in the room, not in the lab, grinding, right? <laughs> like how you be grinding on the computer? Like that's like if uh, Corey goes somewhere else, and he know he had to be at a certain place at a certain time. Yeah. That's making the wrong decisions and. Like, those little things like that can get you off track because with it's 28 days uh, forms of habit. So if you're doing those little things every day, you, you're setting yourself up to fail. And you're not, be, you're not being able to have discipline. And when you have discipline, you actually get blessed on the back end of what you're doing because it becomes a lifestyle. You don't even think about what you want to do. Like, your goals because it becomes a lifestyle. You're going through it every day. It's a habit. And it's just, that's just how you live. So that's how I think. I mean, I touch, well, I touch on it, like, personally, discipline, um, it's, it's been a very hard task for me, like, growing up, mm -hmm. to staying, um, consistent, locked in, right. um, knowing what I gotta do, like, growing up, I used to always eat bad, 
drink soda, um, all, all type of bad stuff. I mean, I, I do it from time to time, but it's not as heavy as I used to do it. But it was like a real bad thing growing up. And then, as far as me and my business, um, just staying locked in on the computer every day, um, posting on social media, and just trying to grow. Like I use discipline to try to grow myself. Like um, going to the gym, um, consistently knowing I gotta eat right, right after drinking my right amount of water. It's it's a whole lot of stuff. What about you, man? Man, you, discipline is all about exercising this muscle right here. Bro. You gotta use Ooh, your mind. That's the best muscle. For sure, bro. This this is hey, your mental you muscle. There, <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him. You gotta, you gotta utilize your mind, man. You gotta understand that the longer it takes for me to focus and hone in on everything that I'm doing, the longer it's gonna take for me to achieve my goals. So the more you want to get to some place, the more disciplined you need to be. Like I say, for me. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to lie to y'all. I hate going to these 50-minute classes and sitting there and the teacher just talk and talk and talk. And I'm like, why am I even here? But like I said before, when we was on IG Live, that 50 minutes can turn into 50 million. That's real. Because these teachers can teach me something in 50 minutes that going to make me $50 million. So I got to understand. That's discipline right there, understanding that. Although right now I don't want to be in this 50-minute class, this 15-minute class is going to take me somewhere that I couldn't go if I missed this class or if right. I missed this assignment right. or if I wasn't there to gain that knowledge. That's real. That's a gem right there. Nah, for real. Boy, Corey, man, that boy will fight. 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 Discipline deals with the mind. Discipline is really a mindset for, for me. Mm-hmm. It's having a mindset. Because you know what you're supposed to be doing and you know you shouldn't be doing. Right. So why what, what's making it so hard? Man, it's the outside distractions, man. That's <laughs> hey, you look at distractions. Yeah, oh my God. Let's touch on this. Hey, we talked about that before. But that's so big, though. Distraction is big as a man, bro. As a man, distraction, bro, because you fall into that temptation of things that seem beneficial for that couple of minutes, but then again, for them couple of minutes that you go and tend to that, you got to deal with that other part that you miss, bro. So, like, what y'all feel about distraction? No, before we do all that, go ahead, elaborate. We mean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. We about to get deep. We about to get deep. Get up in there, bro. We'll be watching. I like to get messy. So, so, so you talking about like how when it comes to the temptation of different things? Yeah, like give some examples and like. Okay. For myself, I will be honest. For myself. Like, I um, mean, we said it before. I mean, I love women too. So, all right, all right. so uh, you know, when I'm, I'm, my mindset right now is I'm focused on this next chapter of life. Mm-hmm. And this next chapter, well, my 20s in particular. So, my 20s, I'm taking it very serious, and I don't want to tend to nothing as far as, you know, temptation as far as women, uh, going out different places when I know uh, my mindset, well, y'all get on me about this too because I'm like, bro, you gotta go live, like you said the other day, bro, we talking about going on the planet's trip, oh, but it was like, bro, you gotta have time, but like my mindset is I'm so locked in that I don't wanna, I'll think about it, that's the temptation of it, but then again, when I get back, I gotta deal with that other part that I'm missing, so that time I left, like you said, the 50 minutes can turn into 50 mil, that's my mindset. Because I, I tend to something, so I'll take a week off and I'll do all of this. Okay, I'm losing money, losing time, my mindset leaving me, my habits are changing. And it's like, you got to deal with the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for, bro? It's, it's the, it's a trade-off. Yes, bro, it's a trade. It's, it's a like, trade-off. Yeah. You're dealing with your, all your energy that you have, so like the passionate energy I have pursuing my goals. I'm losing it and putting it into free time, mm-hmm. and that free, I'm not gaining nothing but free from the free time except like a clear mind and stuff. But I have a clear mind when I'm doing what I'm doing because that's actually what I want to do, sure. and I'm not gaining nothing from it by going on the triple credit. You can go flex with the gram, you in the white sand, I'm in a robe, you know, a little penthouse. But besides <laughs> that, like I'm not gaining nothing 
in the future from that, bro. So you have to really make the best decision for yourself when it comes to uh, your goals and your passion behind what you're doing. Because if you're tending to these temptations and stuff like that, you're losing out on the money, you're missing the bag. So like you said, the 50 minutes, you're going to miss that 50 million. Well, five, 50 mil, five mil, right? Well, I feel like, and I'm going to just say this, I feel like we, we all thinking like that because we still on a journey. Right. None of us have a bag to where we can say, okay, well, I can miss this $10,000 opportunity. Right. I can miss this $5,000 opportunity. Once we all, and we, best believe we all going to get there, but once we all get to a point as to where we can take that $10,000 or $5,000 mm -hmm. loss, then the mindset will change, but right. we on a journey right now. We're, we're getting there. Grinding. We're building that equity. We're getting these businesses to the points where we can put them on autopilot. But until so, then, you gotta grind, you gotta grind, you gotta grind. So I, I completely understand your mindset, but mm -hmm. just understand that it's not always gonna be that way. Right. So Trail, like speaking on speaking on like trade-offs, like what do you feel is a, a sacrifice you might have had to make like you know, in your journey, because you know you got your dessert business, you uh, engineer, you cook. This boy cook. That boy got talent. <laughs> hey, best real velvet, hands down. Let's go. Listen, listen, we gonna have something on the episode. Hey, we gonna take a second. Charles Tasteful Delights. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will not be disappointed, I guarantee you. Yeah. But yeah, we got off subject a little bit, man. But talk like talk about a trade-off that you feel like you've had to make or that you make every day. Uh, a lot of the times, it's it's time to be honest, especially when making desserts and whatnot. When I'm making desserts, it's like it took me like four or five hours to get the cupcake just right, and that's not even with the baking. I gotta go to these events. I gotta talk to these people. I gotta do testings. It's a lot of time that I put in. That's really what my sacrifice is, time. That's really a part of like building the business though, like networking and doing other stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, he'll get to a point where he'll have a person to do all of this for him. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna be under his name. So once he perfects his recipes, he can hire somebody to bake for him and right. make these things in different quantities. But it's just a journey, like I said. It's him getting to that point, which he will. He, he will. I mean, <laughs> He's, he's going to get there with these desserts. Hand down some of the best desserts I've ever had, bro. We talk about decision making. And that's not even just because this my man. Like, <laughs> like, yo, we talk about decision making and stuff like that, but when it comes to like his food and like, and I know I'm trying to eat right that way. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk I about mean, it. It be kind of hard because this peach cobbler just be right there. I ain't even gonna lie. Like we all, we all got some some stuff that just make us like get out of um, locked in mode, discipline mode. But like, listen, yeah, that peach cobbler, this man is talented. Now I'm, I'm telling you, this man is in it now. I got, I got a shout out my granny, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, man, yeah, up, man. so this is what happened. Went to the house of the day, man. That that cake, man. She had. Pound cake, key lime pie, peach cobbler. Love, glory. <laughs> Since we shouted out grannies, <laughs> my granny makes the best chewies in the world. <laughs> Charleston. Yeah. Charleston chewies. Yes, sir. Put that thing, put that thing be on your mouth. Ain't <laughs> 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 ready for that one then, though. That thing. Oh, boy, uh -huh. Granny make them them chili boy eat the whole box in two weeks. But basically getting back on the top of your hand, you talking about the um the sacrifices and the trade-offs. Like me personally, like since I put since I'm so dedicated, putting so much time into the business, there's so much people that like wanna reach out, they wanna um hang out and stuff. Like, yeah, it's not wrong with that reaching out and wanna hang out and stuff, but like once I'm in like like me and my mom be talking about, like, yeah. once you're in that mindset, that locked in mode, like, you really don't care about all that type of stuff, but a lot of sacrifices come with it, like, yeah, right. sometimes you might do want to kick it with them, but right. sometimes you might want to, um, go shoot pool or whatever y'all, whatever y'all do, but, some, yeah. it's just, it's just that trade-off that comes yeah. with it, like, I gotta get on that too, bro, because I know when I be home, my boys be like, like my cousins, they be want to hang out sometimes, but like, 
sometimes I come home like during school, mm -hmm. I come home for that split second and I go back because once I get home, they just automatically think it's chill mode. But yeah. it's not it's for me, it's never chill mode with me. Like it's never chill mode. If I'm not doing nothing, I'm doing something up here. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not, you know, out here in the lab, in a room, at the field in the weight room, like yo. Up here, I'm thinking constantly about creative things I can do because, like, for me, see, we never really fully introduced ourselves on the show. So, like, for me, I, I have multiple businesses where I take pictures, I DJ, I'm into uh, editing videos, digital arts, I'm into uh, trucking and logistics and different things like that. And also, I play sports. So, constantly, I have to look at ways to enhance myself and ways to market my abilities and stuff like that. So with you like talk about like how you sacrifice like things so, like I need to get more in depth yeah, about that okay, because okay. what you do. Yeah I got you. So me, I got multiple businesses as well. Matter of fact I just launched one today called on um, Bagway Academy. So basically I'm in the um, real estate industry um, I do. I got stocks. Um, just trying to get into a little bit of everything. I used to do things like forex. Um, just anything to try to make some money to help get my family right. That's every. I was probably inside of. Can you tell them like the difference between scammer forex and actual forex? So what do you think? You know. So you know how that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. so like, I'm pretty sure we all heard of forex before. So the way. So Forex is basically like the foreign exchange market. It's dealing with like the um, currencies and things like that. So Forex is a, it's a billion dollar industry. But um, we have like different pyramid scheme groups that will take the money <laughs> part from Forex and just yep. try to implement it to get their own revenue and their own profit. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I personally wasn't a fan of because I, I started off in Forex just like that, but mm -hmm. I just couldn't really like do it. And then the other businesses I run, like the real estate, I'm teaching people how to, especially people like us, our color and stuff, mm -hmm. they look at me and they like, wow, like he's in real estate. But the basically just trying to teach people real estate, trying to help build generational wealth, right. um, running different social media pages and just trying to stay consistent. Now, is this an easy task? No. Like, people think it's easy. I'm, I'm up at like 6 a.m., sometimes even earlier, probably going off about four or five hours of sleep. So none of that, none of that is like really easy. And then like, talk about some of the stuff y'all do. Like, Trail talked about his cake. He, he got the cake business. We already flexed on Trail. Go ahead, Chris. Well, Unlike these guys, what I want to do with my life after school, I can't really do it right now because it's not legal in the state of South Carolina. We will just say that, all right? This is why this is Jensen Jim show. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. What I want to do with my life after college, I want to work in the marijuana industry. I want to own dispensaries. I want to create alternative medicines with marijuana. And I believe wholeheartedly in the healing powers of marijuana. But I didn't want to, I kind of, he was I kind of didn't want to like bring this because it could be seen as something negative and I didn't want to touch on that because I didn't want anybody to think that, you know, it's seen, I feel like it's seen heavily as negative like in a black community. Yeah, yeah. that's all they turn to as far as human. I definitely, as a person speaking before you, with anxiety, but I want to definitely helps with that because it provides a calming, like what I say, to get me to my, yeah, I'm going to laugh when I say this, to take me to my happy place. <laughs> it's not, oh my gosh. Because, bro, like, we laugh at it, it's funny, but like, seriously, like, from my experiences with marijuana, this is what made me want to say, well, how can I take this and bring this to other people? How can I provide this to other people? Mm -hmm. How can I get other people to experience the healing powers of marijuana like I do? So, so that's what I want to do in my life. And as of recently, I feel like I want to get into public speaking because I enjoy 
engagements where like we went to Wills Branch or we went to Greenville. I feel like I'm good at it. And I surprise myself with some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth. But I've never said it, but I've always thought it. So, you know, I don't specifically have a business like these guys right now. But you got like, but I have ideas. I have things that I want to put into motion. That's really that matter. Although we're all in different phases, we all have an ultimate goal to take care of our families, to make enough money where we feel like we're financially stable. And we're not living that everyday paycheck to paycheck, week to week type of life. So, in understanding that and being around these guys has helped me get to a point where I now think of, okay, well, how can I get in this bag? How can I get this bag? Right. Or how can I take this idea and turn it into this much money? Right. So, yeah. yeah. We constantly helping each other grow and evolve. Like, what you said on, uh, so your network. Yeah, your network is your network. Yeah, your network is So we all got different connections and different industries. And like, the overall goal that we're going to um, do is like, we're gonna put each other on instead of like keeping it a secret from each other. Right. Like he he doing some big things. I, he gonna put me on some of his things. He got some plans. He about to get in motion. We go um we go link up. We go collab. Trail got some stuff. He got um a bunch of things in motion as well. So like right. we all just go a uh, big support system. Right. Just having a big support system is very good. Like surrounding yourself, networking. Like I like I said. Um, for the um, post that I made with this podcast, mm -hmm. just networking with different people is going to get you far. Just I have a question: How do you network? Bro? Some people don't know how to network. Literally, okay. if you could break down networking, how would you break it down? Okay, so that's a, that's a good question. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's a great question. So, now, so whatever you want to do in life, let's say you want to um, become a great like artist, like you're a good painter, so. What you would do is you would probably look up some art events. You will go to the art events. You see some people in there. They're checking it out. They they're interested in art just like you. So you would um, get their phone number or their social media down. Um, you see that they're doing. They're probably ended up um, doing paintings and stuff like that. You you get with them. They send y'all y'all doing painting projects together. Um, y'all going to different events in different cities. Um, meeting different people, so that's a that's a good form of networking right there. Mm -hmm. Another one is um just getting out of your environment. That's like once you so. yeah, like you get out of your environment, um, leave those negative people. You see how much you grow, right. and then you start to attract different types of people that just randomly want to network with you. So basically, just keeping a positive mind. Um, always put yourself out there, like getting on social media, um, just talking with different people is going to really take you far. That's really why I touch base on networking a lot. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, like basically surround yourself around people that's in the same, into the same things that you're into. If not, better than what you have going on as far as when it comes to artists, because you want to, like how it is with uh, Mr. Damien, like, He's in like a top place where he knows a lot of people. Yeah. And it's okay. And that's the thing for like us in the community. Like, people don't understand, like, some people are just more blessed at, at a certain position, right, at the moment mm -hmm. than you are. And you have to be humble to accept that. You can't get mad because someone is at a certain, uh, I want to say, plateau, plateau. Can I say that? You know, certain peak than you are. You have to be able to humble yourself and be able to learn. Because like in real estate, he know way more about real estate than I do. Who I would like get mad at him because he knows more in real estate than I do. Yeah, so like if I see somebody that knows something that I want to get into, like instead of hating on them, why don't you just network with them, Learn. talk talk with them, like try to um get a better a better understanding. Like, right. Like you said with um with Damien, he he had a rough story as well growing up. So like we can't look at him. Like, Dang, look at him. He, right. he doing all this, but we don't know what all they went through yeah. to get to that point. Right. We all went through something to get to this point of where right. we at in life. So it's like, why hate? Just mm -hmm. network with them, try to um, get on their good side. Which I, which I say, I know. Great. I mean, I'm gonna touch on networking. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> These guys will tell you, I do not care about social media at all. I do not care who follows me. 
I do not care who likes anything that I'm doing. As long as the people who I love and I know that's going to be there for me, right. as long as they understand and support what I'm doing, yeah. I don't really care. But social media has now, for me, become a necessary evil because it's a way for me to get myself out there and to understand that this, this podcast is something that I'm passionate about, something that I want to do, something that I feel is going to deliver a message and could help somebody. So now I'm to the point where I understand that I have to grow my social media in order for this message to be received. Right. Which, you know, I'm still kind of like, uh, I really care about social media. I'm more like a face-to-face person. Like, right. hey, you know, start a natural conversation and then, you know, right. get the conversation to the point where I can say, hey, you know, I got this podcast with my friend, you know, you should check it out. Yeah. And then go from there, and then they tell the person, and they tell the person. Right. So mouth to mouth type of networking. Word of mouth. Mouth, mouth to mouth. I said mouth to mouth. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that uh, brought me back to this quote you said. You don't really care about social media because, as far as me, when I first started this podcast, you know, I would think people would you know tend to the things that I said because, like, you know, for me, I, I feel like. I give out valid information and mm-hmm. everything is, you know, authentic and comes from the heart. So like some people don't see that as that, they more so tend to things that are more trendy or like talk about like as far as like Hollywood stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm not into stuff like that. So like, I got this quote that said like my goal is to be powerful and impactful but only known by people who are supposed to know me. So basically if you are in tune with me uh, by like you know, some spiritual stuff. Like, by my, the vibes I give you, if it's like, you know, if it seems true to you or it's authentic to you, you will be drawn to it because it's something you relate, you can relate to. So that's the only thing I want to do is give out information that's relatable to people and help them grow in different aspects of life. So like, when we went to the high school, I was talking to the kids, they all listened because they knew where I'm from, they know who I am, and they could attest to the things that I was saying and they all learned multiple things from what we had to say to them. Yeah, because, you know, we shot some knowledge in with them. Right? Yeah. I then I then got like some one of their numbers, start texting them about real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey done said some stuff to them. Um, you just spit a lot of gems with them. Drell was um, there supporting mm-hmm. them, like just chatting with them from time to time, stuff right. like that. And that's not and like another thing back to the social media thing. Um, me personally, I wasn't a person that I was on social media, you know. Sure, I know you wasn't one of those. I also see that you start posting more though. Right. Yeah. So yeah. talk about like why why are you starting to post more, like how would that get you to where you want to get to in life? Like you got like YouTube and the cake thing. Yeah. Like, just talk about that. Like Corey said, this is necessary evil. I gotta push my content out there to get to people so they can send that to other people so we can so I can get more views, so I can really get up in the YouTube thing, really. So, I'm going to say just to touch on what you touch on. And it's a quote I'm going to always live by, bro. Popularity is a contest with no winners, bro. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to always feel that way. That's true. Because... we put that down there too, guys. <laughs> and I, I'm going to say that because, like, okay, yeah, I'm growing. Yeah, you looking at me. Like, recently, you posted, what, a video? Okay, the video got 4,000 views and only 192 likes. 4,000 people watched watched what he was doing, but only 192 people actually support what he's doing. So you know how I think? Okay, I want these 192 followers. I don't care about these 4,000 followers. You're looking at me, you're seeing what I'm doing, but you're not supporting what I'm doing. So when I view social media, that's how I view social media. I want these 192 people on my team. Right. 4,000 people, thank you for potentially getting my views up, but I don't want that kind of support. I'm sorry. I like that, bro. I like that. It's like like that quote you said that one time, like, always, uh, 50% 50% watching. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 50% watching. I think it's 40% on something. But either way, Dang, it was 10% supporting. Yeah, like, everybody will constantly be watching what you're doing. Like, they see it. That's why I was telling, like, Trail or telling me, like, I'll post on Facebook sometimes, get like two likes. I get like three likes. I'll post a video, get like 20 likes, but like 400 views. 
and stuff like that. So, so you constantly posting your posting your content, just putting yourself out. You only got got to be content. Whatever you're doing, people see whatever you're doing. Yeah. So they always scrolling. Fifty percent watching, forty percent hating, and ten percent supporting. Ten percent support. That's great. That's hey. I live with that ten percent, man. We gonna go That's what I'm saying, man. Ten percent. That 10% is authentically on my team. That 10% yeah. is on board with what yeah. I'm doing. This this is what it is, bro. Like, popularity I was is just about to say It's like, it's important you guys popular. Yeah, like, popularity is a train, bro. Like, that's the thing. See, me personally, like, I told the kids, like, I could have went in the route of the popularity as far as for sports. But I shrugged it off because where y'all was at before I got to where I was at now. Like, before I was there physically, at that position of that peak, where y'all was at when I was at the field by myself grinding, when I was running around the track, when I was doing bleachers, when everybody went home. Yeah, like, where y'all was at? It's the support versus the and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like, the people that rock with me from the beginning, they go always have my back, I'm always have their back. But, like, the new people that just, you know, that watch me, okay, it's open arms, but you know, I'm gonna keep you at a distance because it ain't really real. You trying to get something out of me. So that's how I feel about that. Just trying to leech off of whatever you got going on that like. So like, and then as you get to, let me test on, that's how, how Corey says it, this positive spectrum in life. <laughs> as you get on this positive spectrum in life, you have a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of negative things going on. Right. Basically, like correlating back to the distractions thing. Right. And the, uh, the adversity. Yeah, you got so much other things trying to pull you down. Devil be busy, y'all. Devil be busy. Devil be busy. Like, for example, like me, um, all last month, like my last car that I um, had, it kept having problems out of nowhere. Like, I'm just driving on a Sunday, coming back from Atlanta from a business trip and the whole back bumper flies off. I'm listening to church music. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to listen to, I'm just trying to listen to, listen to, listen to Kirk I'm trying to listen to some good, some good Kirk Franklin. Like I was listening to I Smile by Kirk Franklin. I'm just riding, riding through the whole bumper fly off like, dang, that's another problem. Oh, I smile, I was like, yeah, I gotta keep going. Then, then a couple weeks later, my own, my hubcap fly off. My hubcap fly off. <laughs> and, and then they say, you know, my mirror started on tilting off. I'm like, oh, it's something new every single week. Like, what's going on? But like, through the hard work, like what I said, with it, um, being consistent on social media and having that support system and all that. Like, my family saw that, and they um, they get they gifted me a brand new car. Cause they saw But like just stay consistent, like people watching what you're doing. Like they always watch it. So like if I was to ask some people um back at home what I do, I'm pretty sure they see what I do because I'm always posting. Like like you should be posting to the yeah. point where they, they just get tired of seeing you, but they this know what thing. you do. Yeah. Like this hoodie. I'm about to start wearing this more, like, mm -hmm. basically just putting yourself out there. Yeah, and it's the thing, bro, we can walk around campus all day, and you can ask them a question, and they gonna know what you do, but there's like, you not in my likes, though. You know what I'm saying? You see where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm doing, but you're not in my likes, you're not sharing it, or nothing like that. Like, the cost of support is zero dollars. You don't have to pay yeah, nobody to support. You just gotta hit a share, share button, a like, like button, a save. A comment or just a referral, like something. That's all. Let's try to build our communities of like. Nah, you're not. You're not asking for. And this is the thing. People think every support costs money. Like you say, the cost of support is zero dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to give me the money. I'm asking you to give me an opportunity to make the money on my own. Right. I'm asking you just simply to share my content to make me more popular, so I can get to where I need to be. So. Maybe potentially you can share or like something and it could be viewed by one of the most powerful people in the world. And they say, oh my God, look at this. Look at what this person is doing. I want to get on board with that. Mm -hmm. Boom, you have my DM, you're investing in my business. Right. Like, not, not to say that you're hating, but you're not elevating either. So what are we doing? You know, why are we friends then? That's what I say. I keep my friends so low. Like, yeah, I will unfriend you so quick. <laughs> I will unfriend an uncle, cousin. I will unfriend you so quick. 
And you're not supporting. Got a quote for that. And this was yesterday. That just brought me to this quote from yesterday. You know, I'm gonna be the quote man of the show. I know that. So yeah. You good, bro? You good? Shout out to my my roommate Trey right there. Yeah. So this quote right here is that if we don't inspire, motivate, or support one another, we have no business being in contact. So. Currently, that's how I live my life. I don't know. So, I don't know about y'all watching, but this that's how I live my life. If you can't bring anything or even bring peace to my life, and that's that's small right there. That's a small thing, but it's big at the same time. If you don't bring none of those in my life, I don't need you in my circle at all. I mean, that's just that serious point that you got to. So, mm -hmm. if we ain't in this circle, like, don't get me wrong, like, we, we laugh a lot. We got, like, a strong bone, but... We talk, we be talking heavy business, like, mm -hmm. things you about to do, like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of emotion, like, just, just stay tuned for the next five years. I, I just want y'all to this clip. I, I, just I don't want y'all to hold this clip. I just want to tell my family something. This man family bought him a car. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a car, family, because I know y'all will see this. I'm not saying I need a car, but a car would be nice, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> I get my man. You know Challenger. 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 See, Challenger with the all black one? Black on black. Black on black. Black on black. Call me Nitro. What, Big Nitron? We got Big Durango right here, right now. We need that SRT coming real soon. I'm so scared. Now, what can you Alright, let's let's go back to trade-offs again. Let's let's touch on it. You touched on it, but from your perspective, like he he'll sit there, he'll say all the time that he can make more money if he wasn't in school. But he understands that school is also important. So how do you how touch on your trade-off, your personal right. trade-off, which is school. Mm -hmm. So basically school was what I use as a network opportunity. So yeah, um what I do in real estate, I can make a whole lot of money, but like, also school, like I'm surrounded by like-minded people that just wanna see me do good. I wanna help them do great in life. Like, all their families and stuff like that, I wanna be able to help impact them and other families. So like, my trade-off with school is, yeah, sometimes it could, it could sometimes hold you back because sometimes I tell people like all the time, like, School is not really like what you need to be successful, and it's really not. So like, what y'all, what we just talking about at um Well Branch and stuff like that. Like, you could get a trade, you could um learn plumbing, you could. It's a whole lot of stuff like starting businesses. So right, it's a whole lot of stuff you can get right. So me, yeah, it's an obstacle, but. I am, I'm going to stick it through, try to fight through it, but it's like a great networking opportunity for me. So that's basically what I use it for. And then we all just got different plans and stuff. We're going to help motivate people on campus and just be a light to people and just continue to do that. So that's really like what keeps my trade-off kind of like good right away. He was there for me when I need help. Thank God for the people that's in my life. That's from